Report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. You're listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it. He laser clickers. Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. Today, we're going to be talking about the first episode of the second half of season one of The Resistance, titled Bebo. And uh, quite an episode it was. So, before we get started, uh, we've got some exciting news. William, why don't you tell us about that? We do, we do. Um, Big news, actually. Star Wars Resistance has been renewed for a second season. So, uh, congratulations to the cast and crew on that. Um, No uh, details about season two have been revealed as of yet, but I can, based on uh, past history, we can probably assume that the season will debut in October. And uh, unless we hear otherwise, we can probably assume it has a full season order. So, the same, you know, 22 episodes or, 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 or approximately so uh, do that's you think exciting. any kind of news of this would come out at celebration if um, they want to kind of hint at what's going to go forward probably i don't know yeah i mean we've got what uh 10 more episodes left mm-hmm. in this season nine to, nine to ten more episodes um yeah there's 22 episodes in the season so we have 10 left um and i'm sure like there's there's a lot more than there's a lot more than 10 weeks between now and celebration, so I'm pretty sure the show, this, this season will be done by then and we'll get some sort of trailer for, for next season. But um, next fall is going to be a busy a busy one for Star Wars. God. It's going to be and busy for us, too. And we're I mean, we're going to get Episode 9, we're going to get Mandalorian, we're going to get Res- Resistance Season 2, so there's a the lot. Cassian series? Yes, um, although I think the rumor, last I heard, the Cassian Andor series starts filming in October. Right. So we probably oh, won't okay. see it That's for another year. Yeah, but but also okay. remember we've we've got a series that finally gets its ending coming too, and that's Clone Wars. Yes, yes, uh, I, even I'm, more exciting. Yeah, it's a good question. Like we don't know when it's going to launch. Probably, I'm guessing day and date with Disney Plus. God, um, I hope so. I can't remember. Was Disney Plus scheduled to launch in the fall? If not, if it's more like summertime, I would not be surprised if we see Clone Wars in the summer and and Mandalorian in the fall or something. But it really all depends on when D- uh, Disney Plus launches, and I cannot for the life of me remember. If they've yeah, I can't either. It was um, one of those things. Yeah. Also, in a fun season two news, also a little bit of season one, uh, Stephen Melching has announced that he's joining the series uh, Star Wars Resistance uh, for the well, second half be... of season one and continuing to season two. And Stephen Melching, of course, has done amazing, amazing, amazing work on uh, well, Rebels and Resistance. So, Of course, he was uh, Honda's assistant, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's who we're talking about, right? Uh, no? Oh, God. I, from a certain Melch? point of view, yes, Melch was okay. named after him, but I'll, uh, I'll take it. I really hate to say, wouldn't that be fun if somehow Hondo now appears in Resistance oh. with Melch? Oh. I mean, we've talked I about would, it. We've talked. I about would it, never but... assume Hondo won't appear, Tom. Oh God, that, never it's a matter know. of time. Probably given the way they did Rebels season two, they'll start introducing Clone Wars Rebels characters. <laughs> uh, but but to see but to see them in that style will be very jarring, though. It's if true. there's any it's kind very of crossover, very different style, but yeah, yeah. we'll see. We will, we shall see. We're, um, we're only assuming. Yeah, yeah. In uh, other big news, uh, we got the trailer for the second half of season one of Resistance, and oh, you know what? In typical fashion, it was an amazing, amazing trailer. I have to say, the 
the earlier trailers for Resistance, I don't felt feel like they really had an epic feel to them. They were they were much more lighthearted, I'd say, in in, in terms of style. And uh, this one, they definitely made it feel very, very Star Warsy. So they yeah, had it, to. Well, go ahead, Stephen. I was like, it looks like a completely different show. Yeah, yeah. Like same art style, same characters, but the the tonal shift was just extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Well, um, especially if you watch the trailer, uh, this trailer, and this is spoiler for those who haven't. There is I mean, a definite. If you haven't, you should go. It's yeah, actually have worth it, watching. Yeah, right. So I think if we you should have it, we, stop now. Yeah, we're gonna, so we're gonna we're gonna break it down briefly. We won't spend too much time, but we'll talk yeah. about it a little bit. There's some some big stuff that happens. So Tom, yeah, the the biggest one for me was the the actual speech that you hear in uh, The Force Awakens yes. from, um, from Hux. Oh, what's his name? Yeah, General Hux's big speech. And, and it's like, okay, this show definitely has taken a turn. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we get, we get Hux and it, it looks like it's a hologram, so I don't know where, where they are uh, it when has they're to be watching that hologram. On the platform somewhere, on the Colossus. Probably, but also yeah. like, there's a lot of shots that are not on the Colossus in that trailer. Maybe they're cherry picking. Yeah, that's true. Um, but if you remember, like Kaz is uh, Kaz is actually from Hosnian Prime. So if we see, I'd forgotten that. I'd forgotten too. And if we see Starkiller Base destroyed, it hits it's his home planet being destroyed, mm-hmm. uh, which I think will be very interesting. Well, didn't we also see in this trailer? I would say a foreshadowing of what happens to Hosnian and Prime because mm-hmm. didn't we see a couple X wings fly into like what looked like a debris field of a planet? Yeah, and you would imagine they would have tested that uh, Starkiller base at some point. Yeah, it looked like, it did. It did really look like a um, a test test yeah. bed of some sort, a test galaxy or a yeah. test planet. I don't know how they do it unless they're in the outer rim without the rest of the galaxy finding out. But uh, yeah, it did look like. It was, a, it was a test of, of some sort. And, you know, as, as they had alluded to in the first half of the season, the First Order is now on, on, on the Colossus, as we know, and they've, they're, they're, they're increasing security. But, you know, they're not just, you know, quote-unquote security. They're actually stormtroopers. And they try to, to ground the aces. And throughout the trailer, we see Kaz in, in, in a very Ezra-like almost fashion mm-hmm. starting to build this, this resistance. And, in fact, in one point, he says near the end of the trailer... You know we're the resistance now, um, and you know they, uh, you start to get, um, you know, you, you get all the members of the. Of, it looks like, unless it's just the way it's cut, it looks like it's, you know, Kaz and Yeager and Niku and Tam and others from the platform as they prepare to take back the Colossus and I think some of the Aces and citizens of the Colossus there too. And so that's what I think I'm really excited to see is mm-hmm. as, as this First Order, they start to realize how bad they are. I mean, it looks like Tam's even captured by the First Order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. You also get to see a First Order underwater stormtrooper. Yeah, that's interesting. Wow. I'd like new storm like First see, Order stormtrooper design. Yeah, I'd like to see this. This will be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep, lots of X wings and uh, Tie fighters as well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure and you love that. Something Steven. a little. <laughs> I I just I hope it's not all from one episode. Yeah, that, no, so that's, I, I agree. That's my fear. Like the the trailer has so much awesome stuff. I'm just worried it's from a couple of episodes. But it can't. You know, they have to be spreading it out. And if it is, this show hope. is going to be picking up speed very, very soon. Yes, um, I have a feeling the next couple of episodes are still kind of um 
lighthearted. Yeah, yeah. Starting off <clears throat> like the, like they like the rest of the season, first half of the season has been, and then I, I suspect they're gonna pick up speed. I mean, we've got Bebo, which we're gonna talk about shortly. Um, <clears throat> there's a the next episode uh, is about um, Kaz like minding the office of acquisitions for Flix and Orca while they're gone and kind of dealing with some shady customer. And then the one after that is a little about Sonara um, and some, you know, plans her pirate compatriots might have for her. So, you know, potentially could start to tie in some of the stuff, but it sounds like it's still uh, a little more isolated, I think, from the rest of the ga- events mm-hmm. of the galaxy, but that, that will probably pick up speed pretty quickly. Um, also, did you guys notice the, the shots of the Colossus sinking into the water? I saw that. Yeah, That's very interesting. Well, it used to be a space station, right? Or it's the style of ship or station. Is something. It? it used to yeah. be something. Yeah. I mean, water, space, they're kind of the same for yeah. these purposes. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder is, if it, is it, it going to sink? sink. Yeah. And does it leave? sink and it ends up being, let's say, like an uh, underwater base because it is now self-contained? Or right, is it so sink it's, because it's, it's going to sink? sink? Many years pass. Rumors of an ancient city under the ocean named Atlantis. All here, guys. You just got to read the signs. Atlantis, Colossus. It's kind of similar, you know. Yeah, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I mean, Colossus. Uh, you know, that is an. It was an ancient Greek word. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Stretch. Uh, stretching. But. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Yeah, not a problem. But you know, and, and Leia encourages them to even leave Castellan and, and join the resistance. So. I, a, I wonder if this, some of this is going to actually end up being post episode eight. I suspect it oh, would be too. I think yeah. I think we see Hazi and Prime destroyed, and then, well, I think the first order. If I had to guess, here's how I think it's going to go. Maybe you guys have other theories. Um, first order uh, increases presence on Castellan. We'll get a couple more episodes on on the on on uh, the Colossus, and then first mm-hmm. order increases their presence. They ground the aces. Everyone gets really annoyed. They find out the um, the first order is doing bad stuff. And then all of a sudden they find out that Starkiller Base has destroyed, you know, uh, uh, Hosnian Prime. Mm-hmm. And it Kaz's home planet, his father probably dead. Um, and uh, all of a sudden everyone realizes just how horrible the First Order is. And they're like, you know what? They've grounded the aces. They've destroyed life on the, on the Colossus. They've, they've murdered all these people on Hosnian Prime. The resistance is in shambles. We are the resistance now. It's time to fight back. And they fight mm-hmm. back. The Colossus sinks. And they go and they leave and they join up the rest of the res- resistance. I could see that. I could see that too. And maybe the Colossus actually does come back. Who knows? But anyway, lots of exciting stuff to talk about. Um, also, briefly, because uh, so we've already spent a lot of time uh, talking about this, but that, man, that trailer was cool. Um, we got uh, the rest of the Re- resistance shorts that were uh, announced in December uh, throughout the, uh, the the Christmas break. Sadly, I was kind of I was kind of disappointed. Like the the they got zero promotion really. Um, it was very hard to go find these shorts. But if you go to the Disney Channel YouTube channel, and if you can say channel that many times, congratulations. <laughs> um, uh, you can find all of these shorts. And there's Bucket's Quest in which Bucket loses a helmet, leaving him feeling naked, so he retraces his steps in search for the helmet. Uh, Unmotivated, where um, Hype uh, 
Hype's Astromech R4 T77 has a broken motivator, and so Hype takes him in for repair. Uh, the need for speed, a squadron races to the top for the top A spot on the Colossus. Um, 60 seconds to destruction, where a fuel tanker's headed straight for the Colossus, and they have to try to rescue the station before it crashes into them. The aces, that is. The rematch, where Tora and Kaz uh, test the fireball racers, and you know Tora insists it's not a race, but it's kind of sort of sort of still a race. And wink, wink, exactly. not a race. And then lastly, Buggles Day Out, in which Kaz watches Buggles for Tora. Buggles is Tora's little pet. And of course, immediately loses buckles and hijinks ensue. So, if you haven't seen Why them out, would anything else happen? Yeah, they're uh, so you can you can check those out if you're looking for more resistance. I it's too bad they haven't promoted them very much, but you know, uh, there's a lot of other stuff happening. Like, for example, season one, episode twelve, Bebo. Tom, you want to tell us more about this fine sure. episode? Sure. This one is as. William just said it is season one, episode 12, Bebo, written by Paul. Oh, God, is this an, has he written anything before? Paul Glot. Mm. Giacopo. Giacopo, thank you. I don't have my glasses on. Sorry, folks. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, and this was directed by Bosco Ning. Uh, in this one, this, uh, Nico adopts a strange sea creature and gets way more than he bargained for when it brings chaos to the platform. Uh, this this was okay let me just put it this way and we're not gonna the ending of this was totally out of left field that's all what i'm gonna it? say at this point in left field you thought it was out of left field yeah i didn't expect it oh as soon as soon as i saw the 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 shape and the, the creature underneath the water when um when no Kaz no that, out. no no that's not that's not the ending the ending of this episode okay the actual ending when Nico got that was left field. We'll get there because I don't want to spoil the ending. The ending, not the. Oh, oh, picture. sorry. I see. Nico's yeah. new pet. Yeah, Nico's new I pet. I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay. I thought you were talking about the um, the the fact that Nico's well first pet, yeah, uh, the, Bebo, yeah. Uh, was spoiler alert actually. Um, the the child of this giant giant sea creature, uh, that, which which that I a, saw coming a mile away. Mile away. <laughs> it was it was a little obvious. Well, yeah, it was from it was beginning obvious. to end. <laughs> yeah, it was it was obvious. I think. Well, first off, you know, we got to get to the point of where how they ended up. Nico, Niku found this thing, and okay, when it comes to Sonara, do you guys think? I mean, she is on the platform still as a salvager, and I guess she's sitting there salvaging, salvaging a Z93, 95 headhunter, um, which happens to might have a part for the fireball, and that got Kaz there, and we got to see interaction with him again. Do you get this feeling in this episode that maybe, and I think I pointed this out a little earlier, that she could be turning, and she may not be working for the pirates really anymore? Honestly, I didn't get that sense. Okay, I, I mean, thought when the hologram—I I think it was a section of the hologram when she was talking to her boss. Yeah, I—that's that's what I thought. I do, especially based on the episode title uh, description for uh, in a couple episodes. I I do think she is maybe less interested in in her pirate past as she right. once was. Hmm. 
And I mean, she may not turn fully, but it appears that there's something, I mean, yeah. friction or something. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Maybe I missed it. But like Kaz is still, it, I should say. Kaz is still trying to make friends with Sonara and even. He's know, trying a little too hard. He, he is a little too hard. He, he brings her. Um, when, is, when has Kaz ever not tried too hard? That, that's very true. <laughs> that, that's very, very true. I should say, tried too hard. We were on break somehow. for too long. I'd forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Well, on, on top of that, but he, you know what? He's trying too hard because he's trying to show off his knowledge that he knows all this stuff, which almost gets him in trouble. You have to think that because you can tell Sonara thinks something's wrong or something's up. And he tried a little too hard to kind of like uh, uh, deflect away. Of That's what was true. Going. But like this was the first time or one of the, maybe there's been one or two times before this, but very rarely does Kaz actually have real knowledge <laughs> I well, guess, very, okay, of a topic and very the true. fact that he could correctly identify that it was a z95 headhunter and not a z96 because you know reaper squadron that's flew right. 95s and had those markings during the clone wars like that's wow like he, he has some knowledge like that's really good mm. i was impressed i was like go go cat like <laughs> you go um but you know you're right, though. It almost starts to get him in, into a little bit yeah, of hot water. Yeah, it almost got him in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the the bulk of the episode, though, was really about uh, Niku. It was kind of a, a character-centric episode for Niku, uh, where we got Kaz, but he wasn't really the focal point. Uh, instead, it was really this relationship between the ever-optimistic, except when, I guess, he loses best friend Niku, and mm. this... this gelatinous sea creature that hops out of the z95 uh who he called named bebo and man niku niku loves him bebo like like way too much way too too much much. that's a little unhealthy and 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 a way too much so much so he could bypass the smell this thing was giving off because that was the other thing with this well you never know i mean he is like he's not human well, yeah, he is an alien. That's true. I mean, to him, it could have just been a standard musk, you know, not something. I mean, he that, said, "I don't know." You know Kaz, I, I did like the line about Kaz smelling too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That actually was very good. It was, um, but unfortunately, fascinating. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tom, sorry, I was going to say the fascinating thing about this little creature, Bebo, was a heck of an escape artist. No matter, he, well, here's he, Nico. He threw everything. Oh, yeah. Well, on top of that, even Niku sat there and on top of this box, put all that stuff on it Mm -hmm. just to try and keep it where it was at. And it still got out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And unfortunately, and this is where, again, I felt a little bit. I'm not sure why. I I, I don't know. I felt like for such a character centric episode about Niku, we actually didn't learn that much about him as a character. No. Which I think was the, the biggest my biggest critique of this episode, aside from just yep. being obvious yeah. what was going to happen. Um, a lot of times when you have a character centric episode, the, the overarching plot may not progress much, but you learn more about the character mm-hmm. uh, and you get that character development in this one. I felt like it was mostly just Niku like wailing when Bebo's lost and then running around. And eventually he does make this, "Quote unquote sacrifice," but it's not. He knows mm-hmm. it's not a sacrifice because he knows he's just taking Bebo home, right? Um, and so I felt like there just wasn't a lot of development with Niku, and I would have loved to know a little more detail. Like why? Why does he have this 
instant attachment to this, you know, ugly, disgusting, smelly creature, right? Well, why, mm-hmm. why is it that he, he finds this thing and, in, and all of a sudden begs Yeager to let him keep, you know, the uh, Bebo, even though there's a, you know, Yeager has a no pets policy. And, and when, you know, Bebo escapes again, right? Um, Niku uh, uh, and Yeager basically demands that Niku get rid of Bebo. Uh, Niku threatens to to quit and you know and leave Yeager's uh, shop um, just so that he could have Bebo. Like, but but that was why? that was just. I, I would say one thing when it comes to the character development, that was one thing when it comes to the Niku character. You did not expect him to take that kind of stand because he did kind of take it and turn it on Yeager and say. You know, you've let Kaz slide, you've let this slide, this, this, but you won't do this or not for me or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I mean, that that's like, that's a little bit of a character development, but it seemed like that went by almost in a flash and he was back to being Nico again. It, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to even phrase this. It's the episode struggles, I think, is like there's no character development for Nico because the choice he's making is such an, an obvious choice almost. Mm hmm. Very like, true. There's no. I don't know, Sorry, like, which 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 piece? Which choice in particular? Like the to, to return or? Bebo to the monster. Oh, oh yes, yes. Yeah. Like as soon as he realizes what that monster is, of course, like that's that is the only option, right? Yeah, um, and like if Niku had like this, you know, character of being super selfish, it would have been different. Like this would be him not being selfish, but. That's not the character we've had over the last half season. He's actually mm-hmm. distinctly not not selfish. <laughs> typically. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm more yeah, curious. Like, just... Why does why why does he have this attachment to Bebo? Like, was there something I don't know in his past where he like like he has all these friends. He feels like he's friends with everybody. I'm not sure why he has this need to take care of Bebo um, so much. I don't know that he would like. I don't print. know. Yeah, this this could just be one of the hanging threads going forward that we may never get an explanation for. That's okay, but yeah, yeah. Well, well, again, again, it's like when it comes to the character Niku, it it appears other than he's only like almost like a one trick pony character at this point. You when and William, you put it best. This would be a great episode to see some kind of character growth. You only saw it for just one second. And then he was back to being his normal self. So it seems like that's all that we can expect from him. Maybe yeah. that you're only going to get this little bit of growth. But after that, it's just going to be that's Niku. Yeah. yeah. So, so I don't no, know. Just, we'll it, it feels like a filler episode. Yeah. And it would have been nice if we could have gotten some character development. Oh, he's out of Niku. But. Yeah, I try to avoid using not to be. that particular yeah. word, but in this case, it kind of was a yeah, yeah. I just want well, more more character development, but that's okay. Yeah. You know, we did get well, though, we did get our first ever. I think I don't don't remember seeing this in a previous episode. Episode, our first ever water cooler in Star Wars. <laughs> so there's that. Oh, did you guys notice the literal water cooler with like the red and the blue? I did know, not. Sides and everything. It's in the it. backward of in the background in Yeager's garage. It's great. They have a literal uh, water cooler. Mm-hmm. So I'll miss it. I, admit, I missed it. That's actually kind of clever. I didn't. I'll have to yeah, go back. I again. didn't catch that at all. Yeah. First, first, first time ever. I think we've ever seen that in Star Wars. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
there was one thing we did get in this episode, which finally, and it didn't explode, we finally got to see the fireball fly. And that was because when we saw the Z95 headhunter at the beginning, there was a part they needed to get it to fly, and that was a stabilizer. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of nice to see this thing actually fly and have the tie-in from, you know, the, the Z95 headhunter. I, you know, that was cool, finally. Yeah, and and, 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 and the, the, the quest to find the stabilizer was the kind of the, the subplot for this episode, the B-plot. Well, and that was, and didn't, that little uh, water skimmer, that was a pretty cool little thing that they were on yeah. with Kaz and, and Sonara. Mm-hmm. And what was funny was the conversation between Kaz and Sonara got interrupted by, I guess, the pirate captain. Uh, what's the, Craig and Gar? Yeah. Because um, it appears from some digging, he was able to figure out who might have rescued Sonara from that. Remember the the uh, the crazy monkeys on that one ship? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So they were able to figure it out, and to a certain extent, it did look like in that little that little hologram that was shown, it looked like Poe and Kaz. Yeah. So what do you think happens next, though? Now see, that the pirates a, know. Well, I, see, I, I, do the they, thing do when they it comes know? To, I think they know it's Poe. Yeah. I don't think they, but they don't know who Poe is. Well, they know. Sorry, they okay. know he's he's part of the resistance. I think right. the problem is that they don't know that Kaz is was with Poe on the ship, and so that's the next big, that's the next big thing that happens. Eventually, I think. She'll, she'll, Sonara will figure out that it was Kaz all along and not just two resistance pilots or two random pilots who happened to rescue her and drop them off, drop her off with, with Kaz and Yeager. But you see, that was a thing in which she did confront him and she goes, I know who you, yeah, she confronted him directly of like, I know who you are. And that's when the big sea creature came underneath and kind of interrupted that conversation. And that's why I'm kind of thinking to a certain extent that maybe, Maybe there is a turn in this at that point to where, you know, she may not go back to the pirates. She may not give the full, you know, yep. all the details to the pirates about what's going on. Just okay. as she finds out about, you know, Kaz's true identity, she kind of takes the leap and joins instead. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, don't, question well, for you. I don't, don't know about that one if she would join. But, you know, maybe it's one of those things in which it's like, I don't want this life anymore. I was I was brought in or forced into this life and this is a point for me to get out and I'm just going to go find a little backwater planet and stay there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think she actually knows about Kaz? I don't think so. I don't think so, but I, I think, uh, I think there's something there. Cause she said, she says, I, I know who you are or what you I are. I think she suspects. Yeah. Uh, okay. And I, I do think the, I know who you are was a bit of a bluff. Yeah. Yeah. That's always true because of the way Kaz is. Can he really bluff himself out of things? <laughs> no. Yeah, so it was perfect timing to have the sea creature come underneath and knock the knock the water sled, which had them turn around and go back to the plat- platform because they realized it was heading straight for the Colossus. Mm-hmm. So they had to get back and warn everybody. That, that was this a crazy, thing was crazy sea creature. I, I don't know what the what the official name for it is. It wasn't in the in the in the episode, and unfortunately, the episode guide is not out yet. But um, it almost looks like a cross between like an underwater. I guess cross between almost like a, I don't know, like a Santa Aqua monster and a um, a Zilla beast or something. It had like these crazy yeah, giant tentacles. Very true. That tentacle thing that kept sla- uh, kept slapping on the uh, Colossus and also holding open the door. Yeah. That one part of it, it kind of looked like I was trying, kind of like the creature that would come out of um, uh, 
God, what's the day of the earth? Not day of the earth. It's still the other one with the, Oh, the one that caused, Oh God, I'm blanking on this war of the world. That's right. The original war of the world. Yeah. 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 I got, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 It was a, it was a cool, it was a cool little creature or big creature. (laughs) Um, you know, again, it was, I think it was pretty obvious that its relationship with Bebo from the, from the very beginning. And they kind of, they kind of telegraphed it, but they, they tried to hide it by saying they wanted to eat Bebo or, or, or mm. whatnot. Um, and, it, you know, it doesn't hide it. It doesn't, no. no. They, you know, Bebo escapes and Tam and Niku go searching the station and they end up uh, with back at the engineering level with the, the, the Chila Day. And um, I, didn't, I hadn't quite realized that Tam actually didn't really know that these, these people existed. Uh, the these creatures, the Chile Day, Chilpar, and everybody, and especially Kel and Ayla, because we we meet them, uh, Yella, sorry, they we meet them in uh, Children from Tahar, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I, I guess they've been in the engineering level this this whole time. And what I found fascinating was Tam sitting there looking at these kids, going, uh, I can't remember the exact words, but it's like they're not uh, almost treating them like stowaways. It's like stowaways in this place are not welcome to ref- whatever you know mm-hmm. not understanding yeah. that yeah i i found that a very fascinating line for for a place that's basically out almost in the middle of nowhere by the outer rim that would be you could consider down on their luck that she would have that kind of that, that kind of thing toward like a refugee or something like this because it seems like that's the platform that's a lot of people on the platform I think she was more shocked and surprised that there were two kids hiding in this engineering level. Okay, that I could agree with. Especially that, with the, that the, was my takeaway as well. Yeah. Okay, um, but the, but then things get a little very interesting. Where Yala says she basically warns Niku that his happiness getting Bebo back won't last, and that she dreamt of something coming for Bebo, and it will destroy the entire station to get to him. Didn't you think that was a little creepy? And it's a sign of things to come, something very, very big. Yeah, and and to me, to me, the way it was voice acted, and it was probably the way it was meant, it just sounded creepy the way she was talking about it. Yeah, it was a little odd. Yeah. And again, it felt very on the nose to me. It did. It did. It it just, it gave you that, it gave you that little, oh, this is creepy. But no, it was definitely on the nose. And like... I'm trying to think back now to Children from Tahar. They weren't force sensitive or anything, right? Did, I was trying to remember. I don't know if we ever I can't, found out. I can't remember either. Hmm. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, like, how does she know? You know, how does she know what's about this well, creature but, coming from them? Very, but very even curious. when even when it got back to why Tahar was destroyed or their, their village was destroyed. That was never brought up that maybe they were forced. We don't know why it was destroyed. Maybe it was because mm-hmm. force sensitivity. I don't Actually, know. it's a good point. Cause Kylo Ren did murder everyone in their village and they were the only mm-hmm. survivors. So maybe, maybe they were force sensitive children or something. And he was, he was trying to find them and yeah. kill explain them? why they're hunting him down for sure. Yeah, that would. Yeah. Uh, but I just I loved I loved Tam's response. Look, I have a huge problem with vagueness. <laughs> yeah, I know that was funny. Yeah, it's good, good comeback. Um, so Stephen, we got a uh, actually a, a pretty nice 
sequence with the aces uh, trying to defend the Colossus. Uh, as our resident vehicle expert, how did you feel about this? Uh, I thought it was pretty good, actually. I enjoyed it. Yeah, nice to have the aces in play again for the first time in what feels like a really long time. Actually doing something this time other than racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually trying to yeah, save the save the station, and we got the fireball as well. Even even Ezra, uh, Ezra, Kaz hops in the fireball to assist. And and I like how I like how um, they were just like, hey, you got to go back. You're not supposed to be up here. And then what happens? One of the ships gets lost, and it's like, you know what? Uh, Kaz says, you're going to need all the help you can get. Mm-hmm. And he actually proceeds to save Griff's life. That's right. Yeah. He did. Um, you know, which again, kind of shocking given how given Griff's actions in previous episodes. We don't. Again, I really wish we knew more about some of the other. Uh, the other aces we we've seen hype and Torah, but Freya oh, Fenris and and Griff Holleron we know next to zero about. And Griff is this very well gruff um, looking uh, X I think X type pilot, right? He's got it a lot of Empire yeah. Imperial stuff on him, and I don't know. Like I I just remember there was that earlier in an episode, right? I believe there was that the moment where Griff um, didn't he almost. He like ch- tried to cheat in the race and and, and shoot them down. I think so. Was, I think in the, that in the, sounds uh, right in the platform classic, I believe. Um, but uh, I don't know. He's just, one of those guys that can go fifty fifty. I'm sorry. It's like he can he can either help you or not help you. He'll he'll fight these monsters, but when he's racing, he'll shoot you down. Yeah. So he's a fifty. You're right. Yeah, because okay, that's what it was. Yeah, he did. He tried to cheat. He smashed his own racer into Marcus, um, Yeager's brother. And almost knocked him off course, um, and Griff's, Griff end up crashes and ends up crashing into the sea instead. And you know he's it just kind of shows that Kaz does have a big heart. He's still saving this guy even though he was that's right almost trying to kill him in the in the race previously. But I don't know. I just I wish we'd get more about these other these other aces. Hopefully, going forward we will because. If there is going to be some kind of battle on the platform when the First Order gets there, there has to be something. I mean, the aces have to be have to be deployed. Well, we know from the trailer, at least, that they're going to be deployed, and there's going to be yeah. a lot a lot involved in their actions. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I expect we'll continue to see more of them. I just I do hope we get even more and like I guess more background behind them too, not just see them in action, but like understanding more of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I want more character development with them. I'd love to learn more. Um, but you know, in, instead we get the uh, we get Bebo and the, the 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 parent sacrifice. Right, the episode really tries to to build it up as if you know Niku realizes the only way out is to sacrifice Bebo to the giant sea creature. And Audible of course, gasp! You know, oh my god! The, the, of course, all the 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 folks on the Colossus are, are, are all of a sudden telling Bebo, "Yeah, you have to." You know, Bebo is the creature's main diet, and you have to sacrifice him to save all of us. And, um, you know, I, I, it's funny because it's like, okay, do you really think that little itty bitty thing would satisfy a creature that big to be the main diet? Unless, of no. course, it's like a whale that opens yeah. its mouth and just brings in a bunch of plankton. You never know, Tom. I, I, Life is a wonderful thing. I know. But, you know, if you take a look at this little itty-bitty thing that smells, and you take a look at this big thing outside that's destroying your platform, and you look at, they kind of look like each other, you exactly. figure that 
that, you know, it's probably something that the big thing outside wants to have back. Yeah. It's trying to protect its, its, little, its little baby. But and, and do you and that's a that little itty bitty thing grows up to be that big. How much does that yeah. thing have to eat? I know, I know. It's Actually, all good question. I also found it funny that the uh, not to critique some of this stuff too much, but the the press release really hypes up the fact that Jace Rucklin is back. You know, or uh, Elijah Wood is back as Jace Rucklin, right? Um, Jace Rucklin had like two lines in the entire episode. Oh, I thought it was I, one. I'm sorry, I, I didn't even remember, remember him at all. Yeah, he was I, one I was, of one of the citizens saying like, "Oh yeah, you have to give Bebo to the creature." Like, yeah, he runs from the window. Like, blink and you miss him. And I was like, "Wow, yeah. okay, I, yeah, I guess we could promote Elijah Wood's appearance in the episode." Yeah, I mean, you you think he's the one that actually <laughs> yeah. gave the th- gave Bebo back to the creature? Yeah, or yeah. he was the one that was sacrificed. Well, Sorry, you know, well, let's be honest for a moment. Hmm? Let's be honest for a moment. Go ahead. What would you have promoted in this episode? <sighs> the ending. It's, it's a hard one because, like, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, the ending that left turn. I'm sorry. Anyway, yeah. Well, okay. Well, let's talk about it. We, you know, yeah, we talk about the. the... Okay, then let's go to the ending. Fine. Yeah. Okay. So, so once little Bebo goes back to his mother, you're gonna say, I'm gonna say mother. Yeah. So here comes Kaz, thinking he's gonna be this really great guy, and give Niku an actual pet, a gorg, okay. right? Because that's what you do. Who doesn't Your love a gorg? Yeah. Your friend is hurt. Your friend just basically had to give up something that he completely loved, even though it smelled, even though, you know, it was a pain in the butt. He had to give it up because he knew it was the right thing to do. So Kaz goes and gets the water porg, which refresh me again. What is it? Gorg. A gorg. Goes, <laughs> Sounds okay, a lot a like a porg. I know. There you go. Porg gorg. So Easy. he goes and gets him a gorg in a box. And here's this really cute face. Swamp breath of the and, ocean. Yeah. But I like the porg you, analogy better. Okay. But. It, the thing that I the thing that I loved about this, the camera angle of that little gorg inside the box with the big smile on his face, like, mm-hmm. hey, hey, look at me, look at me. <laughs> and the next thing you know, it goes to camera, and you hear the slurping sounds, and Nico eats it. <laughs> Which I mean, there and is precedent must... for eating these gorgs all the time, oh, yeah. but like, yeah, and... it's hilarious. Kaz even names the gorg uh, Lubo or or Lugo. Oh, I can't is. remember the name because I'm still shocked. But here he is. Nico eats it. And then they cut to a smile on his face. And Nico's like, thank you. That really made, in so many words, that made my day. That made me forget Bebo because I just had this really delicious lunch. Thanks to you. And Kaz meant it as a pet, not so as great. food. So, so Tom, would you say that fish are friends, not food? Is that you what took that? The... No, no, the the gorgs are friends, not food. Sorry, okay. Took that right out of my mouth. But that <laughs> that to me, that to me, honestly, for the whole episode, made the episode. Made it, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that was just so unexpected, especially from Niku as a character. You would not expect that character for as long as we've seen him in no. this show do something like this yep no because he's normally the, the loved one and especially since he spent the entire episode and actually i, I thinking deeper about this i think it, it's it's pretty great he spends the entire episode trying to defend this little creature mm-hmm. bebo and basically saying if you don't let me take care of bebo i will quit my job i will go out yep. on my own like i will uh, this is there's no compromises here like mm-hmm. bebo yep. or nothing and yep. 
Bebo, you know, he's, he gives up Bebo. Bebo returns home. He's like desperate, waiting for a friend. And, oh, another friend comes along. Let me eat it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, the contrast is just, it's just wonderful. Good job in the writing. I got to give you guys that, that much. That was just so unexpected. Yeah. And, and I got to say, sure. I, I got to give the animators credit. The look on Kaz's face is the just, horror. just the Haunting. horror. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was, uh, it was a great reaction. It was just, an amazing just reaction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and uh, another, so another interesting thing before I guess we get into our, the, the Womp Rat ratings or the Gorg ratings, depending on how you feel. Um, notice BB-8 right was now, not in this way. episode at all. That's true. Uh, which kind of surprised me, especially given that, like, clearly, as soon as as soon as Dark Killer Base launches, as soon as Hux makes that speech, BB-8 is already gone. He, he's yeah. not with mm-hmm. with uh, with with Kaz anymore, and so BB-8's time on the show is limited. I think, unless they try to give him back, I don't think that makes any sense. So, yeah. We'll do see. you think? Do you think this is the? This is where BB-8's going to leave and go back to Poe, and that's where we first would see BB-8 on uh, the Force Awakens. It's got to be that, soon. Cause like, yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be soon. Poe right now yeah. is traveling the galaxy in search of you know Lor Santeca. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. And you know he's in the he's in the Poe Dameron comic series. BB-8 is so, which just takes place before Force Awakens. So they're getting they're getting. And I didn't. I'm I'm 99 sure he didn't. BB-8's still there. He did not leave with, with Poe. So, yeah, yeah. They probably would have called that out if he did. Yeah, if he actually went away with Poe, they probably would have would have made some kind of mention. And who's to say that at that point they could give Kaz a different droid? Right. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Even from the preview, it looked like uh, Bucket might become the new BB-8 as far as for Kaz at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, that's another another character we haven't really seen that much of Bucket. Yeah. Yeah. So. We'll see. But, uh, Tom, if you were going to rate this episode, and you are. Why did you have to come to me first? You, uh, I can, really uh, you want me to go first? first I'll go first. Oh, Let's do it. Okay. I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, All right. No, go, go ahead, William. Go ahead. Okay. So, I, I, I don't want to take anybody's oh, rating here. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> this is, I'm going to go for the obvious one. Uh, my, uh, I'm going to give it, well, before I give the rating, I, I thought it was a okay episode. It, it didn't really make sense. I felt like as a mid-season opener, mm-hmm. um, it like if I wasn't if I wasn't invested in the show, I don't think it would it would have grabbed me and maybe want to watch and continue watching the show, right? Because a lot of times that mid-season is when you try to bring in new new viewers. Um, the mid-season finale or the season, uh, you know, the finales of the premieres for the, the beginning and the end of the first and half of the second seasons, you know, like that's when you want to bring in new users and new, new viewers. And, um, it didn't really do it for me, but you know, it's okay. It, honestly, it feels like they're kind of just getting these last couple stories out of the way. And then they're going to go into, I hope what we saw in the season, uh, season one, second half trailer, which was, outstanding like outstanding um Mm -hmm. and so uh that's my hope that we're just kind of getting these last couple things out of the way and then we're going to get into the really really cool stuff but in the meantime it was 
it was passable. It was, it was. I mean, I, it's it's nice to have a Niku centric episode. I just wish we'd gotten more character development with him. And Sonara, you know, she's getting closer, but again, it was just baby steps on mm-hmm. on that that plot. So uh, overall, I uh, you know I, I'm gonna give it a four and a half out of five stars. Sorry, four and a half out of ten stars. Um, we don't do out of five. Four and a half womp rats. Wow, I'm I am out of practice, guys. We've been we're we're out of it for a little while, and we've been doing fine. You know, it's a stars. What what in what world do I live? Like this is womp rats. Come on. (laughs) Um, But you know, like the gorgs, I'm going to give my four and a half uh, womp rats to to Niku, who will promptly just eat them because that's what he does. Okay. All right, I'll go next then. Um, You know what I. I, William, I definitely agree with you. If you're coming back from a mid-season, you would want this one to kind of grab the audience and move the story forward. This felt like a filler episode. Um, it was that. I'm sorry that 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 ending left turn at the end with the the Korg Korg whatever. Yeah, um, being lunch kind of still <laughs> sits with me by way of great writing, guys. That was funnier than heck and really got me. Um, so I am going to give this episode, I'm going to give it a solid, ugh, God, I think it's the lowest I've ever given an episode a five, like five out of 10 womp rats. Um, I am going to take my five womp rats and I'm going to feed them. No. My, yeah. Okay. My <laughs> five womp rats, they were not looking for the, the, the big monster really was not looking for Bebo to bring back. See, that's the one thing that you kind of missed. Wait, what? It was actually looking for Womp Rats. So it ate Bebo? It really ate Bebo? No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Bebo, once it got back to his mother, told him that, hey, there's Womp Rats on the platform. That's really the smell that the mother monster was trying Mm -hmm. to get. Not at Bebo. Bebo is the one that, let's just say, is the scout that got on the platform, found five Womp Rats. So they were running around... And then when when this is not working, folks, so I'm going to try and end it right now. I am feeding my five womp rats to the big monster. Done. Easy and done, Tom. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Go ahead, Steven. Please get us out of this. All right. So I am going to get us out of here. Yeah, I am also going to give it four and a half uh, out of five. Uh, There's nothing more to add. It was just a very lackluster beginning to the season. Uh, but you know, minor. I don't. I don't know why you guys have to be mean to the mom brats. Like clearly, plenty of other creatures were tortured throughout this episode. So, <laughs> minor just floating around on the ocean. Nothing else of interest happening. They're doing maybe they're salvaging or something like that. You know. Okay. Okay. Nice and peaceful. Sounds okay. good. For now. And Sounds by like the next plan. episode, those five womp brats are okay. You never know. Maybe they'll come. Maybe they'll be there next time. Okay. So I guess we're coming up on the next episode. It's going to be Rebel Season 1, Episode 13, Dangerous Business. And in this episode, uh, in exchange for parts, Kaz mines acquisitions for Flix and Orca. Or, 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 what? Orca, that's correct. And comes into conflict with a shady alien customer in league with the First Order. So we're getting a little bit closer to the First Order now after this episode. We are. Uh, Yeah. Oh, one other thing we, we might have skipped over. There was a shot of Doza on the um, in his office when the monster attacked. It's almost like he had a resignation. Not not that he just called in the aces, but there was almost a shot that was like, 
a resignation of him, he might as well sign a thing for the first order to have them come. And almost like as a, I almost felt like he was going to call the first order as backup That'll to get him here and help him I with did the not monster. Notice that, huh? That's a good point. Yeah, there was a shot there after the aces were deployed. There was another shot, at, and now I think that was right before he said missiles, lo- uh, uh, missiles loose. You can shoot them at you know closer to the platform mm-hmm. instead of just using lasers. There was some other shot that had this res- resignation of. I thought he was going to call the first order, and they were going to come in and help. Interesting. Yeah. Well, so. I would not be surprised if maybe this is yet another reason an- an- he was yeah. resigned to the fact that maybe the maybe the first order is the right people to deal with. Well, he's wrong, but yeah, he is. But we'll see what happens in the next episode because if there's shady alien dealing with the first order, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I guess we will. Yep. Well, looking forward to it. It's good to be back, guys. It's good to be back, and we yeah, will uh, we will Definitely. we will resume with our review of the next episode uh, next week. So stay tuned, guys. Uh, the The trailer again. Like, if I was gonna rate rate that trailer, like, ooh, nine nine and a half out of ten. I would. I'd agree with that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's there's Absolutely. good 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 stuff ahead. So yeah, there's good content coming, folks. So stay stay tuned for sure. Anyway. We will talk to you guys later, and uh, welcome back. We missed y'all. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncanoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at ioncanoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.